Good morning, Squatchers. It's Jack here with Expedition Sasquatch, the premier podcast for the seekers of truth, those who dabble in mysterious and every damn man, woman, and child that wants to see the big old dead Bigfoot, or as I've taken to calling them, Deadfoot. Probably won't stick, but, you know, never can tell with viral marketing these days. That's right, folks. <laughs> Back on topic. We're hunting Bigfoot, and we're using live ammunition. We're talking 30-30 rounds. That doesn't mean 30 rounds of 30. That means 30, 30 rounds. <clears throat> now, y'all know I've been touring with my new book title of We Can and Must Find and Kill Bigfoot. But I've had to interrupt my tour on account of a new hot tip. My sincerest apologies to everybody in Woodbridge, Virginia. I'll be back in a few days, and we'll just have to find another venue for the book signing. Since the Woodbridge Public Library told me my work was not appropriate for library patrons. Damn old censorship. I'll show you my Fourth Amendment rights. Anyhow, that's next week. Today, we're out here in Colorado. I got a hot tip from longtime listener, Fat Jimbo. Fat Jimbo, I, I'd like to offer you my most sincerest and deepest thanks. You're going to be on partial billing on this one, brother. Jimbo heard from local Colorado cryptid hunter of the name Skippy McDaniels reporting of a squatch sighting out near a system of caves in some nearby hills. So I catched a flight out and rented me a car. Ain't had no damn trucks available. Drove for four hours, and now I'm, well, I, I ain't got hiding a hair clue of where I done hightail myself out to. Some kind of decrepit and abandoned airfield two hours from anywhere by the looks of it. I'm waiting on Skippy to fetch his, uh, <clears throat> we'll call it his Aerial Cryptid Lab, ACL. I feel like that, that sounds a bit too fancy, though. He said he'd pull around and we'd take off at the caves. I'll, I'll resume recording once we've landed. Today's episode is sponsored by Space Age Floppy Disks. I bought my computer in 1988. It cost me nearly 4K. And I'll be damned if I'm going to buy another one after only 30 years. I was convinced that the world had left me behind. The only way I was going to get any new software was to write it myself. And listeners, you know I've written some excellent, excellent software for for tracking Bigfoot sightings and triangulating his location using space-age geometry, but it, it just takes too much damn time. Now, now enter the, the space-age floppies. Space-age floppy disk mails me new games and useful software on, on 3.5-inchers or 5.25-incher floppy disks every month with packages starting at $5. Available on the Internet at spaceageideas.com backslash Big floppies. <laughs> I hope that's accurate. That's https colon backslash backslash space age ideas period com backslash big floppies on that there internet. And if you don't know how to get on that there internet, try going to the library. Every time I need to get on the internet, I do it from the library. So I, I'd like to thank libraries. Wait, no, I'd like to thank uh, Space Age Floppies. Space Age Floppies for sponsoring this episode. Listeners, I'm sorry to attempt to record under such dire circumstances, but I I get this down while I got the chance. 
I'm here in the autogyra of the local Colorado cryptid researcher Slappy McDaniels, and it is a sight to behold. Slappy constructed this machine himself with no previous engineering or aviation experience. He has outfitted it with a state-of-the-art cryptid tracking equipment of his own design. It appears he has repurposed military surplus sonar and radar units in addition to a device he calls the Finder, which he tells me is based on a heavily modified marine depth finder mixed with what he called ancient magic and arcane wisdom. Listeners, Slappy is a true believer, an amateur engineer of great skill and possibly the greatest living man in Colorado after myself, of course. I'll report more after we land. While I'm on the subject of libraries, let me take just a moment to shout out to my local branch. The Gilmer County Library in LJ, Georgia is staffed by some of the kindest, most sweethearted people I've ever met in my entire life. And they have several copies of my book available. I know because I took it to them there for myself. This section wasn't supposed to be sponsored by libraries in general or by that branch specifically. I just want to mention them, that they're near and dear to me. Incidentally, if you're interested in sponsoring the show, please send a self-addressed stamped envelope to Expedition Sasquatch P.O. Box 2042, L.A.J., Georgia, 30540. And we will respond in three to six weeks with a price sheet and list of availabilities. Squatchers, we've just landed in the hills of rural Colorado. I can see smoke coming from behind a nearby rise. And I smell the unmistakable aroma of the squatch. A stank. A foot. Mm. I can feel it, listeners. We're so close. I'm going to try to approach him now. <laughs> ah! <laughs> ah! Bigfoot! I've just got... Ah, damn it, damn it, damn it, fuck. Skippy, this ain't Bigfoot, it's just some hippies smoking the devil's lettuce and assassinating youth. Crazy cabbage. Listeners, I'm going to have to regroup. I'll resume recording in a few minutes. All right, I believe I'm safe now. I explained to the hippies that they should exercise caution smoking cracks so near to Sasquatch habitat as the smell of crystallized cocaine as it burns is almost indistinguishable from the musk coming off the Sasquatch females' glands. The hippies told me that they were one, not hippies, two, not smoking crack, and three, not smoking anything. They kept gesturing at some kind of techno cult device and saying the words, Cotton candy vapor, as if it should have meant something to me. Clearly, they were high on crack cocaine, and I experienced a great amount of fear for my life. I ain't seen no cotton candy, no bras in sight. Some weird shit. Were it not for the timely assistance of my new best friend, Skippy. I am certain that those techno-hippies would have downloaded my soul on their, their hard drives with Norton Ghost. But Skippy, good old Skippy, Skippy saved me. He buzzed the area with his homemade autogyro, distracted them their demon hippies and their cotton candy vape bras that I couldn't see, and given me a chance to hightail it out of there. I ain't seen Skippy since, though. His flying machine disappeared over the horizon by an hour. 
There we go. And in my fear and confusion in the face of the hippies, I, uh, I'm afraid I may have lost him. But fear not, gentle listener. Fear not. If you are hearing this, I have survived to upload it. Or perhaps Skippy recovered my squatch mangled form. Mangled. And Skippy could have found that and uploaded it for me posthumously. But I suppose that's also an option. It's fine. I, I don't mind dying for the cause. I have found a small cave, however, and I'm going to take refuge here for the night. There was no evidence of recent habitation, so I expect I remain safe throughout the night. In the morning, I will resume the hunt. <laughs> uh, anyhow, uh, night, folks. Uh, I'll give you more later, whenever I know more. Or see more. Listeners, I was awoken. It's about 7 a.m. and I heard rustling. And I turned around to see a large ape-like humanoid retreating around the corner, deeper into the cave. This might be it. After 27 years of hunting Bigfoot professionally, I might have finally found a Squatchy in person. I am in pursuit. And I will continue recording for as long as my battery holds out. Or, or until I find the creature. In my haste and fear last night, I did not fully explore the rear of the cave in which I was taking my respite. Upon further inspection, what appeared to be a narrowing corner is actually a twisting passage that I have now followed. It winds and waves throughout the hillside. It's quite pretty. There does not appear to be anything behind me but I only can see a few feet uh, in front of me, using the light from my recording device. Huh. Listeners, I can see that the cave opens up in front of me, and I can hear uh, the unmistakable sound, most certainly, of Bigfoot vocalizations. I'm approaching the mouth of the clearing now. Bigfoot, after years of pursuit, I've just... Dis- another goddamn romance. Oh, I'm sorry, listeners. It... It wasn't a Sasquatch. It was a fishbowl-headed romance. One of a species of would-be alien invaders. on the body of a giant ape and a space helmet, sorts, and antennae, and a face not unlike a human skull. Pardon me a moment while I handle this. Look, uh, you impossible piece of alien trash. I already talked to several of your people. We got an arrangement. You understand? See, I'm looking for Squatch. Sasquatch. And until I find the Sasquatch, I don't want to see any goddamn Roman on this planet. All right? I don't have time for no robot monsters. I certainly ain't got time for none of the dinosaur nightmares that you give everyone. Now, I have a handgun. It'll go bang, bang, and then you'll die. You call your overlord and have him pick you up, or I'll shoot you right out your damn fishbowl. That's what I thought. Sorry about that, Squatchers. Goddamn robot monsters get one movie made about them. And they think they run the damn planet. Uh, looks like we're not going to be finding no Bigfoot today. 
I just hope I can find Skippy and get get the hell out of Colorado. Anyhow, this has been uh, Jack, the Squatch Finder, and someday Squatch Slayer. And I bid you all, my true believers, a wonderful evening. Good luck and good night, and happy hunting.